and counting down in five, four, three, two, and one. <laughs> Welcome to Cam Talks, Miss Nikki Marilyn. Is that right? Uh, Paskorskas is my last name, actually. Paskorskas? Paskorskas. Can you speak into the microphone? Yeah. So I'd say it nice and slowly. So my last name is uh, Paskorskas, and actually my real name is Nicole. Ooh. Yeah. Is that, is that all right? Can we, can we call you Nikki? Uh, yeah, but not the first name that you said, because that's my Facebook name. Ah, I see. <laughs> and what, why is that your Facebook name? What's, what's I don't know. Facebook just name? because sometimes people tag you in crazy pictures that you don't want everyone to see. Ah, I see. Okay, cool. So, I mean, you otherwise have some other nicknames, right? What, 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 what do people call you? Oh, my God. My most recent one is Bendy Squiggles. <laughs> <laughs> Bendy Squiggles? Yeah. My mate Celeste actually did that at Glastonbury. We were just talking absolute waffle, and she was just saying that if I was a drag queen, my name would be Bendy Squiggles. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bendy Squiggles, thank you very much for joining me on episode two of Cam Talks. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you for having me. Oh, that's all right, that's all right. Well, listen, so Nikki, obviously I've known you now for three months mm -hmm. since I came into the warehouse. Thank you for letting me into the warehouse. Yeah, of course. It's already exciting stuff. It's very exciting stuff. Tell me, how long have you lived in a warehouse for? Oh, probably nearly like seven, eight years. What? <laughs> yeah, they kind of keep coming up and then I keep moving about in them, yeah. It's been a long time. A very long time. And what was the first reason that you kind of came into a warehouse? It seems like quite a, a strange place. Uh, I certainly didn't realise that <laughs> I was ever going to live in a warehouse. Um, why did I first come and live in a warehouse? I guess I... Oh, what, what was I doing before? I, I was in student halls and I really liked the idea of living with loads of people because kind of means you don't have to go anywhere to like hang out with people especially in somewhere like London like everything's so far away when I first moved here to meet up with someone would take like an hour to get to meet someone in the other side of London to go for a cup of tea it just doesn't happen so when you live in a warehouse it's like you just walk out your room and there's like 10 people there like hi what are you doing what are you up to <laughs> do you want to get a pizza <laughs> yeah, constantly just around people and you're a people person right yeah yeah I get I get bored very easily so <laughs> <laughs> there's always something to do in this warehouse yeah definitely yeah, absolutely. so look, Nikki uh, tell me kind of what it is you do you've got a whole load of uh, stuff in front of you <laughs> it's quite funny actually because you know this isn't even a, uh, like half of it it's not even a little bit of it right I've seen your, your <laughs> studio I've seen where you work and it is filled to the roof of just glitter tell mm -hmm. me about disco dust okay so yeah as you know, uh, I run a biodegradable glitter company and um, that started about two years ago in 2016 um, on Black Friday, which is also my birthday, which is always really Aww. fun and hectic. So did you just buy a load of stuff on your birthday? Um, kind of. So when I, when I first started, I was doing a lot of stuff. Like I started doing fashion textiles and then... Um, when I finished uni, I was like, I'd been doing loads of internships and I got offered another free one with possible employment, so unpaid basically, uh, for six months with like possible employment at the end of it, which was like such a kick in the teeth. And I was like, I didn't even really apply for much stuff. Um, but I was also just like, I'm so done with being forced to do this stuff and not getting paid for it. So I went traveling and then I got back and then 
um, I was working in Selfridges engraving cheese boards and custom printing mugs for people at Christmas. Wow, so you made a lot of happy, happy people then. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and then I left there pretty quickly. And then um, I was assisting Liz McBurney, who is one of my best friends now. She's a photographer, really cool still life photographer. And now she um, works on loads of photo shoots with me actually to do like the product shots and stuff like that. So. Yeah, she's a really special person and I assisted her for two years and then um, and then she was kind of, you know, being offered loads of people to work with her f for experience and I always kind of wanted to um, run my own company. So I was doing loads of freelance stuff like working in market stores and pop-ups and stuff like that. And um, Actually, like I started Disco Dust with my ex and she, um, yeah, she kind of on my birthday forced me to decide what I wanted to do. And I was like, I don't want to talk about this right now, but I'm just- Feel the dust. Yeah, I was like, okay, fine, glitter. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Um, and actually like- Wow, what an ultimatum. Right, and I was like, I don't want to talk about this right now. It's my birthday, let's have fun. I'll just do glitter. <laughs> oh my God, well, you chose the right thing, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm so indecisive with stuff that it kind of really helped and mm. I should probably be a bit grateful for that, but wow. yes. This was uh, 2016. Oh. Yeah. And then. Um, it's a long time to be doing glitter. I mm. mean, geez, like, are you, do you ever get sick of glitter? Nah. Oh, <laughs> Joe and Nikki, the first time I ever met you, I freaked the hell out. I was like, <laughs> how can I be neighbours with someone that loves glitter? Because I have a real phobia of glitter. Um, as I believe I told you the first day I moved in here, which yeah. there was a, a festival going on in our garden. Yeah. Um, and I believe I was so drunk that I just <laughs> said, come on then, whack some glitter on me. And, uh, you know, I've not really hated glitter since. Uh, I think it comes from when I was a kid, my dad used to hate glitter. Right. right. And I remember spinning glitter over the floor once and, and never forgetting that because I made him really unsuffer, unhappy. But, uh, but tell me, so, I mean, so you run this company now and you've been doing such amazing things with glitter. What more can you do with glitter? <sighs> <laughs> A lot. <laughs> um, so actually, because I came from like a fashion textile background, I really like the whole uh, photo shoot creative direction, um, kind of like event thing surrounding it. So like, even though it's just a glitter company, there's so, so many places you can take it, like so many events that you can work with and not just glitter, but makeup you know experimental body paint you know like I have such a brain full of the weirdest stuff um, that um, you know I think it will always be constantly evolving and um, always learning new things that you can do with it so that's kind of the goal with Disco Dust is to kind of like not really follow the thing that's already been done but always create something new and different by like collaboration and like crazy new concepts and stuff that I mean we're always thinking of stuff as well so like yeah absolutely I mean this is it so like obviously I have no idea that, that glitter was such a big market um what the hell is it even made out of like it doesn't look to me like it's I have no idea what's made out of like, shall I get some out and show you yes yes there's a <laughs> right outside my room on standby and in fact shall I tell you some of the stuff that I brought with me I would love to yes please explain what it is in front of me okay. without freaking me out too much okay so the first thing is the fun thing which is I brought you some gifts oh you got me a gift yeah That's it's not job. I'm supposed to give you a gift <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I know it's not glitter related, but it's still fun. So. Well, look, we'll, we'll both give each other gifts. So okay. Right. Okay, so I'll, I'll have my gift first, actually. Okay, so the first thing is I brought these because you can just decorate with them. Oh, so these are some oh. tiny. Should I put them up to the camera? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Show them off. So see these the are smiley faces. Tiny stickers. You can stickers. put them on things. I love stickers. Okay, cool. Well, stickers is good because we're going to slowly build this into a nice little set. So I think we'll find a place for these stickers to go that will always be here. So you'll always have a part of Disco Dust in this studio. Yeah. So thank you for the stickers. You're welcome. I love it. Um, I also brought you a tiny flute. <laughs> because so last weekend I was doing this job with my friends um, as part of a performance group called The Crack Pack, spelled C-R-A, hang on. C-R-A-I-C pack on Instagram, you can find them. Wow, and, um, okay, this is a very serious piece of uh, musical equipment. Right, so we were saying, like, if there's something we don't want to talk about, then we have to make a noise, and I thought, oh, I have a tiny flute. Okay, so this flute, can I give it a test? Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm not a very <laughs> musical person, um, but I'm sure I can learn to play it. But more importantly, if there's a subject or a story we can't talk about, this is the move on. Or a thing. swear word. Like, that's really... I mean, you don't need to... This is, you know, this is podcasting, and I'm not really that bothered okay. by it. But, um, but certainly, yes. It, we're talking about ways that, you know, obviously a lot of what we do when we are in private or when we're going out having fun, it's not the type of stuff that we ever want to remember when we're old. Uh, and this is right. the point about making content is that it's kind of going to be there forever right so we do want to avoid certain subjects but at the same time uh, <laughs> as much as you can disclose of us would be fantastic Fam. so this is it i love it thank you very much indeed. um also also from more? so yeah more oh, so God, we went to so we were me. yeah so i was dancing with the crack pack on saturday at the elro after party um, yeah, and I did all their makeup and we had all this crazy like neon LED stuff. And I came home with this inflatable, um, <laughs> ha it, it was half an inflatable handcuff. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. And it like deflated in my room. So I don't know if we can blow it up again, but it's for you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> well, I'll, um, I'll be sure to, to try and blow this up later on. It's, uh, yeah, for when I'm a naughty boy. Yeah. <laughs> and I also bought some squidgelets. Oh, my God, some Harry bows. This is some seriously advanced Harry bows, folks. I have no idea what... So they're like squashies, but multicoloured and smaller. Oh, can we open them? Yeah. Can we, can we try some Do now? it. I also have some squashies, but I started eating them yesterday with olive. Oh my god, you've got two packets. Bloody yeah, hell. but I started eating these ones, I'm sorry. Oh, these are good. So what are these? Is that the Harry Bows? They're Squidgelets. Oh my god. I bet the Harry Bow product team have been really, really high on sweets for the last decade as they try and reinvent Harry Bows. Okay, this is going to be some like ASMR stuff, isn't it? Because mm. we're like eating. Okay, this is the sound of Harry Bow. <laughs> some people love that, you know. Some people will hate this as well. What, what is that, that phenomenon of... What is it? I don't understand it. Why are people so obsessed with that? So people just really like it. It's like all the slime and like, have you seen Breadface Girl? What? I remember the first day I moved in, you showed me Breadface Girl. Mm. And I was like, I have to start a channel. Yeah. Because if she can, I mean, what does she do? <laughs> so she gets different types of bread and pastries and smashes her face in them. Mm. But she's really popular, right? 
Everyone loves her. Jesus Christ, like, if you can make that your full-time job, what's the point of following your dream? I know. Right. Maybe that is the dream. Or maybe it is. My God. Maybe eating Harry Potter on podcast is also the dream. This is the dream right now. Living the dream. The, the bread-faced girl. What happens if she becomes, like, I don't know... Allergic. Gluten. <laughs> Gluten intolerant. Oh, Career over. Well, not really, because, you know, she'll just fake it. Well, she'll... maybe she'll become um gluten-free bread-faced girl. <laughs> Well, there you go. I mean, I'm sure she absolutely will. But look, thanks for bringing in the, the sweets, and thank you for the, the flute and the stickers. Uh, I have a little gift for you. Uh, I oh, my I God. I wrapped it. Um, hashtag selfie. OMG. OMG. I keep hitting this microphone. I'm sorry. That's, that's absolutely fine. Just mate. saying sorry to the microphone. Don't worry about it. The microphone will be fine. I mean, yeah, please please go ahead and open it. I'm going to chat down some more Harry Potter. Okay. Oh, my God. You're so good. They're really addictive, aren't they? They are addictive. So I feel a little bit embarrassed because oh. you actually brought one of these. <gasps> oh my god! I love it. So and it's, it's embarrassing because you have one right here. Guess what though? I have a game with it. The game is see how many glow sticks you can fit inside the water pistol. How many glow sticks? Yeah, so this has two in it. Oh my god! There's glow sticks inside yeah, the water pistol. Yeah, we opened the thing at the top. Actually, my friend Ruben, who also makes podcasts, but he. Managed wow. to fit two glow sticks in there from Boomtown, actually. That was our mission. Wow, so screw water. You put glow sticks in, then you run around and you've got a glow. Shooting in. glow. In fact, oh my god, we should break them and put it in so you can squirt glow on people. That sounds very radioactive. I don't know if you should ever break a glow stick. I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're, the, you're the disco. When, I was, when I was um like a teenager... <laughs> I actually have something funny to tell you. <laughs> so my MySpace name was Nikki Neon. Oh. <laughs> and I used to I used to cut glow sticks and put it in my mouth and then it would drip out. Wow. I mean I don't know how toxic that is. I probably got really That's sick. Probably terrible. But, Did your parents know about this? Oh, I don't know. Were they were they always thinking what's what's up with her? They probably her. know now. They probably do know now. I mean look, I hope they're listening. I'm sorry. Sorry for exposing the truth about your daughter. Yep. Mm. Well, look, you now have two pistols, water pistols. I have a jug of water here in case you wanted to fill one, but obviously I know now you put glow sticks in them, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what you do with this second water pistol. It's funny because I wanted uh, to give you something that I thought you'd love. Mm. When I was walking around this boss man shop, I was like, she would love this. The water pistol. Right, and then you brought one in. Oh, but more the merrier. Right. Do you know why these are also really good? Beauty tip. Is because instead of pouring water out into your face paint, you fill the water pistol with water and you just squirt it in the face paint. Wow, can you do that? Like yeah. Face paint? Well, that's how you use face paint, so it comes dry, right? And then you put water on it with the water pistol, and then you just like mix it in and then apply it. Ooh. So I always have a water pistol in my kit. So what, what, what is part of the, the essential kit? And obviously, I know that you do more than just spray people with, with face paint. But, like, uh, obviously, explain to me a little bit more about what you brought in with us. Okay, so at the moment, I'm really obsessed with neon colours. Mm. At um, the moment? Is that just a moment thing? I mean, I go through phases of things and, like, all the time. Like, as I said, I get bored really quickly. I'm, yeah, very uh, Sagittarius like that. Mm. So... Ooh. So this one, should I show the camera? Yeah, what is it? This is what I've got on my eyes. Actually, it's a combination of these three. Oh, beautiful. Um, and these are from Paint Glow. And I got them from Boomtown, actually. 
Amazing. Um, I, I was using Cryl and stuff before, but um, I think it's better if you have like a few versions of the same color in like a pigment and uh, like a cream stick, then you can like layer them and it makes the color like extra vibrant. Ah, so like, I mean, I got kicked out of art in school, so mm. I don't know how to mix colors, but, but basically what, what are the basic colors that you normally mix? Um, I mean, you can mix whatever you want, but I just mean if you use, like, for example, if I use this color paint stick, and then the Which same... Is that's like a, a dark red? This what? is like a neon pinky orange. A neon pinky What's it orange. called? Is that the official product term? Yeah. <laughs> oh, UV red, it says. Mm, okay. So, yeah, so that's the same color, but in a stick and in a powder. Nice, so you mix that with what sort of color? Well, you just put the stick on first, and it's kind of creamy and sticky. And then you put the powder on top and it makes it just like another layer and dries it and it stays better. I see, so is that what's on the top of your eye and then... Yeah, on the outside. Ah, I see. Um, in fact, I put it all over as like a base layer and then I just put the glitter on top. But you can also use like a concealer to, or like a primer. And, oh. and that will basically uh, glow in the dark? Yeah, well, UV and UV light. Amazing. Look, how long does it take you to get ready in, like, for a standard evening? It sounds like it's I mean, take to, to do this, I just did it now in like five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah, you realize really that if any other, you know, woman or man would <laughs> try and put themselves through the same process you would, it would probably take hours. Yeah, no, I'm quite quick at it now. Uh, I imagine that you have some kind of process that just makes it a lot quicker. I don't know. I guess I, guess I kind of have just done it a few times now and... Uh, yeah, I can do it really fast. I'll do your makeup in a minute. Oh my god, really? Yeah. My makeup? Yeah. Is that alright? I don't know, I should be going out late. Uh, okay, fine, fine, fine. I'm in, I'm in. Okay, explain to us what else. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you <laughs> This is a very wah, big wah, wah, wah. I'm slightly paranoid by the amount of glitter that is in that. Okay, so this is my one. I actually don't sell this, this is just an extra big Ooh. part. Exclusive. Mmm. But this is what I just have in my kit because I just have loads. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, please be careful. If that imagine now. Oh my god, please. Oh <laughs> my god. This is actually putting me in a very weird state of <laughs> stress. Um, but this is the point, right? Is that like, if you spilt that in my room right now, it's gonna take me a very long time to clean up. It will never actually fully come out, right? Um, do you know what, actually? I find it very easy to clean up glitter. Oh do you know what the trick is? The trick is that you don't wet it when you try and get rid of it. So a lot of people will use, like, wet wipes or they'll, like, use, like, I don't know, like a spray in a cloth. But if you literally just dust it like dust, like if you get, like, a big old dry paintbrush mm. or um, tape and stick it off. The secret to picking up glitter. Yeah, you can even use tape on your face to get rid of it if you if you... If you wanted to, just use a little bit of like skin safe tape. Oh my God, I was at a trade show last year and my mum was there helping me. And she told someone, um, I, did a, I did a makeup tutorial with Be Sweet, um, an amazing, like my, one of my favorite makeup artists ever. And um, she uses like this like really cool, like quite soft masking tape to create like a really cool winged eyeliner glitter look. And um, there was this like family that came to the stand and my mum was like, oh yeah, you just put a bit of gaffer tape on and then you just like take it off and then it just looks nice. And I, and I overheard it and I was like, mum, please do not tell people to put gaffer tape on this their face. Like, especially these tiny kids, like imagine them going home putting gaffer tape on their face. Like the woman at the glass store told me to do it. Like, no. <laughs> 
and, and so is your mum into glitter as well? Or is this something that was handed down to I you? mean, this is more of a forceful thing. Like, if she wants to hang out with me. Oh, God, I see. Like, there's terms and conditions love now. Me, love the glitter. It's me. And the glitter. And the glitter. Or nothing. Hey, you already sacrificed one relationship for the glitter. So, you know, another one wouldn't be so hard, right? Well. I love it. So, tell me then, um, you know, when you are doing this professionally... Um, do people have any kind of mad requests about what they want? You know, I mean, surely, like... I don't even know how far I should go into this, but, um, yeah. I mean, tell, tell us whatever you feel. We have to, the, the flute of um, move the conversation on right in the middle of the day. Flute of so doom. The flute of doom. Doom uh, flute. You know, doom flute. <laughs> so feel free to, to little whistle at any point. But no, what's... Um, okay. Tell us a horror story. Okay, so I was working at Lost Village Festival last year, and Disco just took over the paint then. So we were like the only company in the whole festival. and um, But no one kind of knew we were there because we didn't have very good signage. But anyway, that's another story. We won't go into that. Um, this hen party, oh wait, what is it? Bachelor? Bachelor party. Bachelor party, yeah, came in and they were like, Some right. Stag dudes. exactly. Well, that's the, stag yeah, that's the word. So they came in, there was like a group of like 12 guys came in and um i guess it was like the groom's best friend and he was like we want to book out at least half an hour for our um groom to come in and get glitter and i was like okay sure like that's fine like there's like six of us like that's fine um and we had this massive like army tent with like it was huge like we had this huge huge space with like sofas and like really cool like flowers and like Loads of proper like dressing room tables and stuff. Like it was a really like fun hangout, people watching point actually. Yeah, like yeah. it was raining one day and we all sat there like eating snacks, watching people oh, in the rain. And well, then we went in the rain. Comes but... in the room, the stand's best friend. Yeah. Okay, I'm going off piece. So yeah. So the the guys came in, and um, they were like, right, you have to wear this tiny leotard. So he put this tiny leotard on. And we we're like, okay, this fine. Um, and then he was like, right, we'll give you whatever you want. We just want you to completely cover him in glitter. And I was like, okay, sure, that's fine. And, and then he cut out like a butt hole, like a hole around his butt. <laughs> I'm not even joking. He cut out like a hole around his butt. And then we literally painted his whole face, his whole, like everything. And then they took the paintbrush off and started painting his butt crack and the rest. So you didn't have to paint that bit? Well, no, I was like, no way. But I, then I gave him the paintbrush and I was like, that is going in the bin after. I was like, you are paying for these paintbrushes and the glitter because we can't use these glitters Jeez, after. And then something else happened, which I'm gonna just. Oh, moving on, moving on. <laughs> something else happened. Okay, well look, it's, it's fascinating because obviously you get a mix of clients. As you said, you you know just on a bit of uh, festival season. Tell us how were the festivals? Which ones did you go to? Oh my God, okay. So, if I can remember, I did, oh my god, what was the first one? Was it Hoopla? I did Mighty Hoopla and Cross the Tracks. Mm-hmm. I did On Blackheath. I did Glastonbury, oh my god. You did Glastonbury? Oh yeah. Oh my god, how was that? Did you have enough glitter? Um, to be honest, Glastonbury, I kind of just wanted to enjoy it. So I kind of kept it as a bit more of like a side hustle. Yeah, okay. So that we went with like a group of like a hundred people, and um. I, Wait, sorry, a yeah, hundred people. Yeah, somehow like. I don't even have a hundred 
friends? How did you get 100 people? So it was like friends and friends and friends and friends. Oh. And it was like Nina, you know Nina who lives here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like Nina's mates, really, because they've all been going to class and be loads. So they literally had a floor plan of like how they were going to lay the tents out. Wow. So the, like, there was like a van that went on the first day that took everyone's tents together. And then when they got there, they like set everyone's tents up and basically made like, like mapped out the floor space. And then we had like a central zone, which we tried to take like a bar in that we'd built. And there was like a proper like sound system that we had just for ourselves in the campsite. Oh, the bar got rejected at the gate. Rejected at the gate? Yeah, they had to take it back. They weren't allowed to bring it in. Oh my God. Wow, that sucks. So you were an army at Glastonbury? Yeah. Um, and then I actually really looked out this year at Glastonbury, my friend Ayla, she's also an amazing glitter makeup artist and dancer. Oh. Yeah, shout out to A. Um, she had a five metre bell tent. So oh, it's like, you know, the fancy big teepees, but like oh, five wow. metres wide. Wow. So like we, there was like a bunch of us, like all the girls went in there and um, uh, yeah, with like Lauren, Katie. I've never done Glastonbury though. I, 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 just know what, I don't like festivals. Like, mm. Obviously, because I used to work at festivals as a, as a filmmaker, as a, as a video producer, and I had a really bad experience once at Tomorrowland. Right. Um, you know, Tomorrowland, everyone wants to go to it, right? It's like a mm. mad festival. But when I actually went as a as a video producer, I ended up. Oh, this is so I can't be saying this on camera right now, but go on. I ended up climbing a scaffolding, thinking I was going to get a really good time lapse on the top. And so I put my camera on a little griller pod, you know, one of those little like bendy pods that you put on. And I'm bendy squiggle pods. A, a bendy squiggle <laughs> pod. And as I'm looking at my camera doing this time lapse, looking at the main stage, I suddenly see my camera just fall forward. And the whole camera drops about four stories and lands in a urinal. Not in a fucking <laughs> urinal. <laughs> and this urinal is one of those ones that only kind of, yeah, men kind of go up against this little thing, and so it's like a trough. And so I freak out. I start running down the scaffold. Was it a GoPro? No, it was. It was. It was this camera here. It was this camera right here, right? So I get down to the base of the scaffolding pole, and I turn the corner, and this little hill down to the the, the trough, and all these guys are stood there pissing against this trough, and I fucking slip arse over tit. <laughs> I take out every single guy that is pissing in the trough. All of them piss on me. Oh. I end up being underneath the trough now. Like rummaging around for my camera, which of course is covered in piss and, and all sorts of stuff. And everyone's filming me. Everyone's filming me. And, no. Uh, and I'm like now suddenly like the guy. And I'm sure. In the, the piss video, zone. The video's out there somewhere. I'm sure it is. But anyway, I picked myself up. I grabbed my, my camera and I ran straight to the VIP toilets, which I was like, don't worry, I'm working here. I was working with JBL at the time, right? And these guys sponsor Bloody Tomorrowland. Wow. And I get there and they're like, sorry, mate, you don't have a VIP wristband? I'm like, no, 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 but I'm working for JBL, they sponsor the whole thing, and I'm like, sorry, mate, if you don't have the wristband. And the only reason I didn't have the wristband is because the agency that sent me there had accidentally forgot to give me, the videographer, a wristband. So all the other people from the agency had a bloody wristband. Oh, and my then God. And one time I oh needed to use the VIP toilets, I was rejected from VIP, and then I had to go to a port loo where, of course, there's no, there's nothing in the portal that's going to help you cover, you know, get rid of piss. Oh, my God. From you. And so I, I ended up actually only washing one hand. Uh, <laughs> and I figured if I spent the next day not touching anything with this hand, then I could eat and drink with this one hand. And that was the last time I went to a festival. Last time I worked for, you know, a, a brand doing anything like that. Because, hey, I, I was on the Ooh. way back uh, on a coach. Uh, and I was just covered in piss and shit. And I thought, no, nah, this, this is terrible. Um, so that was my That's worst. That's terrible. Yeah. 
That is one of the worst stories that I've heard from another person in real life, actually. Yeah. You well, win. You win against the groom as well. Well, I have to say, like, especially when you're working. You know what it's like when you're working at festivals. Some things bug you way more um, than if you're going as a. You know, if I was off my face and drunk or whatever, I wouldn't have worried. I would have been one of those people that you know you see what running around, but they have a good time. Mm-hmm. I was not drunk at all. I was completely stone cold sober, and I was doing a job. And suddenly you feel like you're completely on your own, and that no one really understands why you're here. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It was it was tough. It was tough. Anyway, yeah, that sounds hard. Did you hear about Poo Girl at Leeds first? Do you know what? There's always a Poo Girl every year. <laughs> <laughs> every year there seems to be some poor bugger who becomes the new Poo. It's terrible. I mean. Orange is the new poo. (laughs) I think the worst thing about this is that, you know, you see these videos of people like pushing over portaloos. And you're a bit like, who the hell does that type of thing to someone? Because I I had actually had a nightmare once that someone pushed me over in a portaloo. And because the door was like on the front, I couldn't get out of it. And I I think this was near enough the time that this happened to me. So I was a bit like, you know, freaking out because of an experience like that. Mm. Imagine if you get pushed over in a portaloo. I mean, Jesus Christ, whoever does that, they're going to hell. They should go to hell if hell exists. Yeah. Crazy. Tell me about Poo Girl. Did you meet her? No, I didn't, but um, basically she was at Leetus, and it was, you know, one of them toilets where it's like everyone stands in a row in like a cattle grid thing, and then there's just a big shed sort of swimming pool underneath it, I guess. you. I don't know how you yeah, describe yeah. like a pit that everyone just like goes in. Well, not goes in, but like goes to the toilet in. And, and she um, through, I guess. Anyway, apparently she dropped her handbag oh. and then went to grab it and went head first into the big... Pissy poo pit, <laughs> and then she got she got pulled out by like the fire brigade. Went home, had a shower, and then came back oh, to the festival. Yeah, she should have got a free ticket for that. Yeah. For the next show, even. That's really good PR for for the festival, right? I mean. PR. P P and poo R. <laughs> Excuse me. But it's crazy, isn't it? Because people go to these festivals, and you know, because. You kind of got to go fully prepared, didn't you? I've seen you in your your going out kind of get up. Now, you know, and you have the little bum bag, you know, and... Always got a bum bag. Always got a bum bag. And that's pretty much everything you have on you. Mm. There's no backpack. No. There's no extra supplies for anything. You are going in exactly what you've got. And if you need something extra, you ain't got it. Yeah, you've got to go out, like you're going out for war prepared for everything. <laughs> like, honestly, I have like a raincoat, which is like really small and, you know, you can like tie it around your waist. And then a thin hoodie so that if you get cold, you can wear it under the rain- raincoat, but it's not too much to carry. Yeah, you yeah. like everything you have to think about. <laughs> I love it, I absolutely love it. So tell me, what else have you brought in with you then? So- oh, okay, so I brought three pairs of sunglasses because you can oh. never have too many pairs of sunglasses, right? Like that. So the first, I'm going to, maybe I'll start with the most yeah. basic yeah. ones. Okay, I like it. So this is like, you Very, know, um, this is like for the, for the days where it's kind of too sunny outside. We do live in a warehouse, we don't have windows. <laughs> you know, this is like, don't talk to me sunglasses. Like, no, not today. Hang in. Hang in, or just sleepy. Right, yeah, I get that. Just don't talk to me when I'm wearing these sunglasses. I like it because the, the, the little like corners make me, you know, feel like I'm talking to someone much bigger. Right, quite sassy. Like, this Very is my like, attitude. Sunglasses. That's good. I like it. Okay, what else you got then? So, if we're not so attitude day... Okay, so this is like, don't talk to me. 
This is like, please. No, this is like, no, this is like, no photos, not today. Hey, please take a photo because I've already got it. A secret one, but no. Joking. Should I keep these on for two minutes and then swap when we, when the mood changes? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? I mean, because right now, you know, it's really important to realise that festival season is nearly over. Right, so we're in mourning. We're in mourning right now. We're mourning the festival season. Especially Boomtown. We didn't even get to Boomtown, like, Boomtown blew my socks off. Really? Wow. See, that's now down near my neck of the woods. So that's in Winchester, right? Yeah. That's down near me, and people party down there. People party a lot. <laughs> we need to blow that whistle now. Come on, move on. Okay, so... <laughs> Is there any that's gonna sound horrible. I'm doing one more festi this weekend, which is gonna be really cute and wholesome, oh, and it's called Big Festival. Um, uh, basically, this is the festival where I'm gonna put all the weight back on, because um, it's just gonna be really good food there. But Rudimental's playing, so Ooh, I have a little boogie woogie, and yeah. Oh, oh, what sort of music are you into? Um. Well, since Boomtown, I've been on the drum and bass non-stop. Oh, is it coming back? The coming drum back, and bass never left. Bass, never, left <laughs> never left. I even had a dream after Boomtown that I bought a pug. And then I was like, oh, my God, I need to buy two pugs called drum and bass. Oh Imagine. Called drum and bass. It's weird, because, I mean, drum and bass was, I mean, it's always been around, right? Since, like, maybe, I don't know. I'm not an expert here. I mean, me neither, but I just love it. No, I like just wobbling with the, the sound of the speakers. And yeah, like, wah, wah, wah. like the, the sound systems and the visuals and the set and the people. And I mean, even when it was raining at Boomtown, like the lasers started sparkling. It was like four dimensional. Like I was with um, my friends Silence and Rue for most of the festival and Sai. Um, in fact, you should get them guys on here. So Sai is like a really amazing... Yeah, yeah, shout out to Sai and Rude, the brothers, and Sol, actually. Sol was with us, too. We were, like, little musketeers for the festival. Oh, little yeah, um, and then, yeah, so Sai makes amazing music videos, and I actually did um, makeup for the music video for Mad Teeth recently. So, music video? Yeah, music video. That. Yay, you posted that in the group, I love it. Yeah, it's so fun. So that, that premiered on Notion magazine for Sony Music. Um, which is really, really cool. And we had loads of fun with that. It was in this crazy uh, members bar in Dawson called the King's Arms or something. But loads of like crazy taxidermy in all the rooms. There was like a lion on the bar and like wow. a giraffe coming from the ceiling just wow. staring at you and a butterfly room. Like a room filled with real butterflies like everywhere. Oh wow, there's a word for that. I don't know what the word is. It's like people that obsess with butterflies. They, mm. they have like, I don't know, butter, 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 yeah, like a greenhouse word. Like a, greenhouse like a word. posh. Yeah, something floral. <laughs> <laughs> something to do with gardening. <laughs> I don't know. So, and then, so do you do many music videos? Are you, do you do a lot of um, um, work? Well, when I did the, that music video with Sai, then I did a short film the next day with one of the producers from that. And I've done, like, loads of... Um, I'm, I'm trying to get into more like editorial stuff. I do a lot of my own kind of shoots and things. Like I did um, a shoot for Pride with Kate Bones last year. Ooh. Shout out to Kate, the most amazing gift maker in the world. Like she's one of my good friends now. We have a note, we have a shared note that we're constantly posting ideas in. Um, so I do really want to get into more like creative direction makeup stuff. Um, 
So there's loads in the pipeline for that, like constantly got ideas for shoots and things. Uh, if anyone wants to do anything, yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. Because I mean, Pride must be your your biggest day of your year, right? Well, not necessarily. Um, actually, this year I wanted to do something more special because I care a lot, obviously, about the um, the um. LGBT community community being a part of it, like they're my family. So this year I was like, you know what? Like it's not about the money. Like I don't want to be promoting things for money. And I, in fact, I did that last year with Kate. We we collaborated with some amazing models. You know, like Lucy Fizz, she's gorgeous. Um, Shay Shay, uh, you know, Epi, loads of gorgeous people, and um, Deji, Cora. And we, we like worked with the models, so they created their base makeup and then I just added glitter. So the idea is that we're just helping just them. Glitter. Yeah. More than that. Well, yeah. I did it to them. Like I want it to be about them. Like Disco does is all about people and embracing you, but like with glitter. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Adding cool. that extra sparkle, you know? But so. I saw some, of the, some videos of um, Pride and it looked crazy. Yeah. So so when we did Pride this year, I um I was contacted by someone called Walshi. Um, so Walshi is I think seventeen and works with Extinction Rebellion. Wow, um, the activist group. Yeah, so they reached out to us saying, you know, we're going to be doing a catwalk. Um, we're closing off a street outside the National Portrait Gallery, and I was like, I want to be involved because they were like, can you do my drag makeup? I've never had it before, and I was like, yeah. I was like, yes, I was like, this is what I want to do. So um, it was actually really emotional. Like, well, she came round, did their makeup in the kitchen, and then it was like, I actually could have cried because we did like, the whole reveal and everything. And it was like, you know, like the, the personalities just switched. Um, like, sass, queen, ultimation, like, transformation like it was so cool and then um yeah so then they blocked off the road outside the national portrait gallery put big pink catwalk down and then everyone was just like working the catwalk and um me with my assistant summer we were doing glitter makeup by the catwalk to raise donations for extinction rebellion so the idea was that instead of us taking money we would help them take money as like allies to help um you know fight against um, climate change and generally like lifting people up and you know helping people be who they want to be without judgment so okay. I mean it seems like this is um, I mean Extinction Rebellion I mean the, the goals of which is to highlight climate change as a real problem and obviously to try and get people to be more aware of it mostly mm. governments and corporations right it's really kind of dragging people to get a new incentive to create sustainability yeah uh, but I find that like you know most kind of um most problems that we have in this world are always highlighted by the artists, by the creatives. You know, you look back in history, they've always had, you know, revolutions based on, you know, paintings and music and all that kind of stuff. And yet, you know, the people who are creative and who are young and usually at the centre of, of these, um, these activists um, groups, they don't have the power. They mm. don't have the power to, yeah. to create legislation. They don't have the power to create all this kind of stuff. So by taking over uh, a street, and by putting on this art, you know, I mean, some yeah. would say it's a nuisance, right? Yeah, but you know what? That's like the fun of it. Like you've got to be a bit more punk about these things. Hang on, this is time, for, time a, for this is time yeah, for a sunglasses so. change. I think I think we're about to get into the uh, the, the next phase of our conversation. Oh, okay. here we go! Wow. So, 
Oh wait, they're not very clean. I need to put these. These went to Boom Town. I don't know if you can tell. Yeah, <laughs> they're covered in face That's paint. Probably. Mm. Still fresh mud, you know. probably. Oh, it's face it's paint, face paint. and probably rain. Wow. Rain and face. I'm just gonna just scratch this off. Yeah, quick. No, it's cool. So, so how would you describe these ones? These are more. So actually, one of my best friends from Shanghai bought me these for Christmas last year. She'd never been to Christmas in the UK. So are they from Shanghai? Uh, I don't know. They're probably from Taobao, which is like their equivalent of eBay because she's obsessed with it. Wow, I love it. Okay, this will from do. From Shanghai to London. This will do. There you go. Ooh, see, I take you more seriously now. Okay. A little bit like, uh, you know, Legally Blonde. Yeah, so know. these are like Sass Queen. Sass Queen. So look, so, so tell me a little bit more about then the uh, the takeover on outside the, the National, was it the National Portrait Gallery? Yeah, in Central. Um, so, yeah, I mean... What, to be honest, it was so busy in the streets anyway that um, there were so many people and people just kept turning up and like working the runway and we had like a big sound system as well so everyone was like kind of we had loads of people like cartwheeling and like loads of like voguing and like people in like all the most amazing outfits and stuff um actually it's in my highlights on disco dust uh, london instagram check it out yeah out. if you want to take I a look at that because i remember you guys coming back from that mm. and just being absolutely pumped yeah yeah yeah, Amazing. and then we went to South Bank afterwards. Bunches and loads of people went to South Bank afterwards for the Pussy Palace takeover. Um, and that was like a really fun night. It was like outside on South Bank in front of um, the South Bank Centre. And then it started raining, so we were like dancing in the rain. And it was like, it was so oh, cool. It was hot as well. It was like holiday rain. Wow. So that was really cool. I love it. I love it. So this is it. Um, so obviously this is a business, right? Like you've, you've supported yourself with Disco Dust for... What, the last since 2016? Yeah. So what's kind of been the process of that? Obviously, you know, what, how hard is it to set up your own business for glitter? Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> um, I think I had quite a few kind of um, lucky situations roll out over the beginnings of it. So um, in the beginning, I was doing a lot of things with my ex, Meg, who I have to thank for so um when i first started i had an accident at a um immersive dining rocky horror picture show event for halloween wow and like basically yeah so basically they were i was doing makeup um on one of my friends and then we were kind of pushed into the kitchen to help with the kitchen staff because they were really understaffed um and the chef was like rushing rushing pulled out a tray of hot oil hot vegetables and it, it splashed the back of my leg. Oh. And like, I didn't realize, but it, it, I've still got a scar there. I didn't realize, but it takes 24 hours for um, a burn to develop. So I carried on working. And um, then I went home and through the night, I was like, my leg really hurts. And I woke up the next day and it was like all blistered and like fall, like falling, like the skin was just, oh, it was gross. Um, and then anyway, I was like, right, like this is painful. I'm gonna have to go to the doctors because it was right on like the bend of the back of my knee. Um, and then I said to them, like, look, like, I can't work, like, I can't walk. Um, I'm, I you know, what are you going to do about it? Or am I going to have to take this to, like, small claims or something? Um, and anyway, they ended up giving me, like, a grand and a half or something under the table to avoid me going to, like, small claims because they were like, please don't, like, we'll fold, we're a small company. And I was like, yeah, but there was, like, zero first aid. You were giving me all sorts of stuff to put on my leg, you know? Like, they put me in a shower. They gave me this cold stuff, this hot stuff, like, Vaseline. Like, they were just whacking stuff on there. 
um, at this event yeah, I was working at this event, and there was no like, there was no like, um, like uh, there was no like airflow in the kitchen. Like it was really badly like, you know. But it was a really cool event. Like it was like a really fun event to be a part of, um, and I really did enjoy it. It was just a really shit thing that happened, um, and then. Yeah, so I got some money, and with that money, I was like, right, what am I going to do with this? Um, and then following the conversation about um, what am I going to do, like, fine, I'll do glitter, um, I saved some of the money to go on samples of products and some of the money to put towards a Pulse trade show at Olympia. Um, and that was the first trade show I'd ever done, but I'd been there before, and I was like, it was the first time where I felt I could do that. Like this looks possible. Like I can make this stuff, because it's all small businesses selling to big companies, um, like people that make stuff themselves and wholesale. You know, it wasn't for like business to customer. It was business to business. So um, after like doing loads of makeup jobs, I was like, oh, uh, loads of people were saying to me, I don't want to pay X amount to get my makeup done. I want to buy the product and do it myself. So I was like, okay. Um, that's fine, maybe I'll start the online shop, start selling it. Um, and then because, you know, Meg was re really amazing hair session slider, she uh, linked me up with uh, not another salon, they were my first stockist on Brick Lane. Um, and they were really, really supportive and um, had some quite good Instagram following, so that helped, you know, get things going a little bit. Um, and then after that, I was like, oh, like, this is the, the trade show, and then did the trade show, and then at the trade show, it was like, really, really popular. Um, and that's when I was selling like some cheaper products as well that weren't biodegradable. But at the time, I didn't really know much about how bad it was, to be honest with you, because I just started it. You know, I wasn't an expert. Um, so it was part of the process, I guess. But it went crazy. Like, loads of people were buying it, like, glitter obsessed. Um, and I did have some biodegradable product as well, just to see what people were interested in. And I kind of thought, I'm going to leave it up to you guys and just see what the reaction is yeah and actually loads of people went for the cheap stuff because it was cheap which is so sad but then the idea that I had was okay I'll sell both once you've got the cheap stuff I'm going to tell you about the biodegradable stuff and then eventually I stopped doing I stopped buying the plastic stuff and I was like right everyone you need to start buying bio now and it's kind of it was kind of a good way to like convince people like it's cool you know yeah. like I mean, how do you even find a biodegradable <clears throat> Well, that's a secret, isn't it? Oh, uh, well, of course it is. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, it's like, you know, obviously glitter is something that you all take for granted, really. I say you all because I don't really use it. But, like, essentially, you know, now having to go back and say, well, I mean, I don't even know how this thing is made, man. How do you even make it? So you find loads of tiny elves from tiny pink flowers around ponds, usually, and they um, manufacture these tiny, tiny scissors. Yeah. Tiny, tiny scissors, and there's loads of them. And basically what they do, they all <laughs> arrange meetups and they cut out loads of tiny hexagons and then they send them to me on spaceships. Which are all completely sustainable. And Sustainably, yeah. Like this day, the spaceships are um, fueled with love and hopes and dreams. Wow. So, I mean, is there a special <laughs> glitter you can get? Like, I don't know, made of like a unicorn or something? Uh, no, no unicorns allowed. <laughs> Damn it. Well, no, it is interesting because obviously, uh, you know, you're going with the times, definitely. Mm. You know, if, if you had said to someone, okay, 10 years ago, don't you want a biodegradable, um, you know, anything? They're like, well, you know, why should we? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So does that make a big difference with your stockists? Are they, are they interested in that? I think the, the difference is, is that um, 
now the, the new product that I have is a lot more expensive for me. It's a lot more expensive to test. And I think that I'm, I'm also pushing it in a more professional direction as well. So in order for it to be professional, it has to be really well made. So um, it is a higher price point. And because it's a higher price point, the sales have dropped quite considerably, but I was kind of prepared for that. Um, and I think that in the long term, it will be worth it because obviously we're fighting for the environment now. Um, and that's such an important part of, you know, hopefully most people's lives over the next few years. Um, and I think anyone that's not being sustainable, their business is going to go down, you know, so I'm not, I'm not worried. Um, and I think also like, the world's constantly evolving and changing and you know you never know what's going to happen tomorrow so hopefully people will um catch on to the biodegradable and then it will bring the price down you know mm -hmm. so um when people do buy the biodegradable stuff more you know that's what's going to happen I mean, how do you get the message across to people about you know the difference between two pots of glitter right so there's there is things that you can tell the difference um and i am going to be posting more and more stuff i've posted a little bit you know on so the website and stuff like yeah, right. just for education. Um, but you can tell the difference visually and like to touch it. So the biodegradable stuff is 40% softer. So this is the biodegradable. So this is the biodegradable stuff. Can In I fact, touch it? yeah. Can you, can you open it for me? Because I might just. Okay. Uh, okay. And is this the stuff that's going to go on me? Yes, it can do. Oh, do you know what? I, I can't even touch that. You can't touch I can't it. Touch it. No. <laughs> I, I'm, honestly, I feel like. <sighs> Such a drama now. queen. Well, yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> I'm a filmmaker, so I love a good story. Um, okay. So look, why don't we, uh, at this stage, um, show us a demonstration of, 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 I guess, how this is, is used. And I will volunteer my face to you because you're the expert here. So okay. am I right to just leave them like this? Is this going to work? Is this going to work for us? How's this? Yep. We're going we're gonna to try and keep these microphones going because essentially I'm going to tell you how my experience goes working. Have you got a camera on you? I've got a camera on me, yeah, I've got this camera on me there. So okay. we should probably just just go from there. I mean, essentially, I remember having this done to me on the first day I ever moved into the warehouse. Do you um, want something like my look? Shall I just recreate it on you? You do whatever you want. Or do you want something a bit more? I, I want to do whatever you want to do. That's okay. my problem. I'm a people pleaser. You know, and in right. fact, this is why the first day I moved in here, I let you do it in the first place. Okay. Because, you know, I didn't want to say no to you, even though I hate glitter, but... You know, I'm going to keep my eyes closed now because it's, uh, yeah, I remember actually. I I'm doing this with my left hand because I can't get my right hand around, so let's. Oh, that's right. I'm sure This could be fun. I'm sure it'll look good. But yeah, the, po the point is, is that, you know, I was so ready to just be friends with everyone. that I was like, just say yes to everything. And uh, next thing I know, I've got my face absolutely full of glitter. I remember I moved into the warehouse. Oh, we did a time lapse of it, didn't we? We did, we did a time lapse of it. And I remember moving in and then uh, immediately I started drinking gin and tonics. And there was yeah. a festival going on outside and next thing you know I'm doing a time lapse of my makeup. And then next thing you know I wake up the next morning and apparently I'd passed out at 9pm. I had a few friends come all the way from West London to North to come and see me who had to put me to bed. And I woke up covered in glitter. It was like a nightmare for me. Because like hell on earth. It was literally hell on earth for me because, you know, when I see lots of glitter on my pillow, I start wondering, well, where else is that glitter? And I, I actually moved bedrooms. Not not because of that, but, you know, I remember having glitter <laughs> in that bedroom and thinking I will never be safe ever again in this room. Wow. Uh, you know, that's just because, like I said, I grew up with a dad who was, uh, you know, he didn't want stuff anywhere. Very organised man. Okay, so... 
you're the the victim of the glitter dad. Oh, I have daddy issues. I honestly, I, I think I think most most you know young men do have daddy issues. Okay. Um, that's I don't know. That's a bit of a, a bold statement. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm trying to mix in everyone else's problems with my own. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, essentially, I'm I'm a product of of him, and he was a filmmaker. Um, but he's very orderly. Do you know what I mean? Like he, everything is in place for him, and he likes it in place. So, I think it was the first time I came home from school with a, you know, one of those things that a kid makes at school, and essentially it had glitter on it. And I remember him saying, "Just to get get rid of it." I'm like, "Oh, savage." <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. Okay, he wasn't keep happy. your eyes open for a sec. Open, open. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Is this how you do this to everyone? I mean, like. Yeah, this is not special treatment. This is, I mean, this is quick. This is super quick. But how many people on average would you do a day at a festival? Depends how busy it is. But I can do, I can smash out a look in five minutes if it was... Five minutes? Yeah, quick choice. Well, I mean, this is it. Like, when we were sat in the chair together the first day, I thought this took about an hour. But that's because I watched the time lapse in the end and it, it did look kind of long. But I can imagine it's quite therapeutic for people as well. Oh, my God, it is, yeah. yeah. Sometimes people are like, oh, can you just keep putting glue on? Like, I'll pay you more money. Really? Yeah, I've had that a lot. Wow. That, I mean, that's that's strange, but I completely understand it because, you know, people like getting their, you know, haircut, their nails trimmed, whatever. What do you call them? Um, manicures and stuff. So I, understand I guess it's, like, it's like a face relaxation. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what as well? Like, if I had a pound for every time a guy came in and said... Oh, don't do anything too girly. Honestly, I'd be a millionaire. You would be a millionaire by now. But at the same time, once the world realises that biodegradable glitter and other types of paints are the way forward, then, you know, who knows, you will be a millionaire. Well, they are for everyone. Well, this is it. I mean, like, who is your primary market? Who are you really selling to here? Um, so I'd say that my, um, my primary consumer i want it to be aimed towards like expressive and fun people that just you know they they just want to be happy you know like it just makes people so that's why i started in the first place is because i'd never had a reaction to any of my products in the same way that these tiny pots of glitter do yeah, yeah. you know it was it oh i left my did I leave my glue in the other room? I thought you spilt some then. I literally had <laughs> a heart attack. No, I think I'll, I'll just open this one. Did I bring glue in? Some glue? You need some glue? Yeah, Quite my... Pristic? No. Not quite pristic. Oh, it's here. It's um disco glue. Oh, disco glue. Oh, my God. Disco glue. Yeah. Wow. So, and obviously you've got your branding on, over all this stuff. So, yeah. so, so tell me what you do. So you do disco glue. So you this go, is my glue. Should I hold it up? Yeah, yeah, hold it up. So actually it's gone oh a bit green because I put paint me. in it. This is crazy. But, yeah. This is amazing. I love it. So um, so this is the disco glue. It's aloe vera based. It's completely natural. My friend uh, Lindsay makes it in Bristol. Shout out for Lindsay. Shout out Lindsay. Oh, Bristol is probably one of my favourite cities in the UK. Yeah. Absolutely. I've only been there once and I was really drunk so I don't remember it, but I think it's my favourite city in the UK. Yeah. So this is it, so this, is this glue actually um, biodegradable as well or is this something that is slightly harder to... The glue? Yeah. The glue is completely natural so it, I guess, yeah, it won't so do... So it's not made of like horse hooves or anything? No, no, there's no, it's vegan, it's cruelty free, it's organic, it's mostly aloe vera based, but unlike, mm. unlike aloe vera on its own it also dries. I'm just going to use this as tissue. All right, and 
is this the part? Oh my god. This is the glitter part now. I'm just gonna switch it's... off for a second because this is really making me nervous. Hmm. Am I gonna be? Oh my god. Oh, I can feel it on my own now. Oh, it's all over me. It's fab. Just. Oh my god. I'm imagining the same day that my dad told me to put my drawing in the bin is very similar to now. It, it, it seems a little bit like you just you put a load of glue on a piece of paper, you throw a bunch of glitter on it, and then you like put the take the rest off it, and then there's some sort of like shape or like whatever you've glued on it. I'm gonna get glitter on your microphone. That's absolutely fine. Oh, that's absolutely fine. Honestly, the the microphone I can live with. It's those small tiny cracks in like the floor. And like <laughs> in places that you just don't ever want to get glitter in that I get a little bit freaked out by. Like my, my pillowcase, the next day I had to throw it out. I was like, I can't do this. Oh, wow, that is dramatic. Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm just putting the, the glitter on now. Just with my fingertips, you can actually see how easy it is to apply it. Um, so I put the paint colour on first. And then, um, and then I add the glitter on top of the glue. So the glue goes on top of the... Um, the paint and then it actually comes quite quite a nice density so it's really like you can really see the glitter quite clearly i'm just gonna get the I, i'm really interested to see this obviously so should i open my eyes yet open eyes oh my god i see i see dazzling there's like dazzles everywhere right like like all, oh my gosh wow and how quick was that i'm beautiful <laughs> i love this <laughs> Is this what you feel like all the time? Is this why you're always so happy? <laughs> Probably. And of course, I, you know, I've been into your to your studio, I've been into your room, and, I, and, and there's just... Have you been to the workspace? I've been to the workspace. Oh, I remember cool. when, when I first came there, you'd just been broken into. Oh yeah, that's rubbish. Apparently some people like glitter too much. <laughs> um, I think they must have been over the moon to find out that it was a glitter Well, yeah, probably workshop. a bit pissed off actually. But um, <laughs> no, I remember going to see the CCTV with you as well to make sure. Yeah, of course you did. Uh, those people weren't still lingering around. Did you ever find out what happened to that then? Did the police ever um, actually take it seriously? I feel like I don't want to... Uh, I don't want them to know. No, that's fair enough. Hey, <laughs> I don't want them to know where we live either. Like no. These warehouses don't have windows, but they have an address. So let's keep that hush-hush. Anyway, I mean, this is... Um, it feels it feels very heavy. Does it? I think it's just because I'm not used to having glitter all over myself. Uh, I like it, though. Yeah? I like it, yeah, yeah. I could put more on, but, you know... Well, the thing is, I'm not actually going out tonight, so uh, thank God I have a little bit of uh, time I didn't, to enjoy I didn't this. put any um, eyeliner or anything on you, but I do want to do a little shout-out to Depixim. Mmm, Depixim! So this this new product is, I'm obsessed with their products. They're cosmetic uh, emulsions. What does it do? So basically, you can use them for anything. So they're paints, you can use them also as a glue. Okay. Um, so they have, like, all different colours. And they come in these tiny paint tubes, which is also super sustainable. So you can use it as a mascara with a wand. You can use it as an eyeliner. You can use it as a paint. Um, you can mix the colours up. They come with like these really cute little palettes, like paint palettes. Um, so the idea is that you can create really cool stuff with them. And they have a really similar ethos that is art. You know, makeup is all about creativity and you doing you basically which is kind of cool you do you boohoo i love it you do you boo. I love it. so um i guess you know you obviously touched on the creative part of your life and and the uh, the business and everything what do you like doing for fun 
<laughs> Apart from actually enjoying your own products. Work is fun. <laughs> Work is fun. I like that. I like that. That's really nice. Um, yeah, it's always fun. I mean, when I go to, like, Boomtown, when I went to Boomtown, that was work, but it was fun. You know, I was doing makeup with um, Jack the Clipper. So in the barbershop, I had my own chair and did, like, a takeover with Disco Dust in the old town. Mm. Um, so in the daytime, I kind of worked, like, did some makeup looks. And then in the nighttime we can go out and have fun and so party. You literally just work all the time, but you love it, right? But it's fun, like it, yeah. like you meet so many people, like you're creating things. I mean, the thing is, like, aren't isn't everyone trying to just find a job that they enjoy? Mm. I mean, don't you feel lucky that you've kind of found something that actually allows you to, you know, embrace the love for people, embrace the love for having fun? I mean, you must live like every day is your last. Is this change time? It's change time, everybody. It's time for a new person. Wow. So this talking about parties. Whoa. Wait. Whoa. <laughs> Nikki, this is too much. So this is my next level. This is too much right now. Cyber specs. You are you are full on cyber specsing it out. Don't you love it? That's amazing. And so do you have a really large wardrobe and just lots of accessories or do you kind of try and use the same things? I think I, I try to be quite resourceful with my stuff. Um, a lot of actually, <laughs> recently I've had some conversations, especially with um, Olive, <laughs> where my clothes somehow seem to come from the floor in a lot of places. So I find a lot of stuff at the end of events on the floor or mm. a lot of it is like, like I have a lot of stuff from like Sainsbury's car park. <laughs> quite controversial, but you know, it works and it fits. The, I'm gonna take these off because they're quite blurry and distracting. Yeah, no, I mean they, they look like something from the future. But like, these they are look great. they're fun for like these are fun for like party like yeah, cutting yeah, yeah. shapes. You know, I love it. Absolutely love it. So I mean, this is it. So obviously, um, you know, clothing wise, look, I own literally about four t-shirts, four shirts. Four right. Trousers. Well, I've got more than that. Well, I know you have got more than that. I've seen your bedroom. You've got <laughs> A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. So what steps are you taking to try and be a little bit more, you know, resourceful, sustainable? Um, to be honest with you, I don't really buy that much stuff. Most of the stuff that I have is like found or given or collected or you know, like um all my furniture is like bought off Facebook pages or yeah. whatever and Hey, that's getting quite good now. Right? Yeah, like yeah, especially really like where we live, like yeah, everyone's yeah. always checking out some golden rubbish. Absolutely, yeah. Um uh yeah, so like my, my nice my therapy chair in my oh, room. The, the velvet one. The chair of therapy. Yeah. Of course, so you meet, you talk to a lot of friends in, in that chair. And you, you know, yeah, we have chats. I mean, what do you guys chat about? Like, you know, when you're doing makeup for people, you know, do, do you ever find yourself just chatting shit? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess it's, it depends on the person. It depends what they're up to. You get to hear a lot about, like, a lot of drama. Sometimes there's, like, people that people have, like, you know, like, all the gossip. It's like we go to the hairdressers, do you know what I mean? Like, so what's happened to you today? What have you seen? Especially at festivals, you can get all the juicy gossip. And people will also, like, trade stuff with you. Like, glitter is a currency. If people didn't know this already, you can you can trade anything for glitter. Wow. Yeah, so, like, uh, like, most festivals that I go to now, like, you can go up to food traders and be like, hey, do you want to, like, swap a look for some, like, vegan burrito? <laughs> wow. Imagine that because mm. a lot of these festivals now are going cashless, right? So uh, like yeah, cars, yeah, I guess like, so. You know, 
you know, so actually we're going back to the barter economy where, like, you know, I'll trade you this camel for your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I trade you biodegradable pink for <laughs> ten apples. Or a packet uh, of squashies and some glitter. Some glitter. Is it okay? Get uh, I can't advertise that it is, but it's fine for the fish, so oh <laughs> it's not going to yeah. hurt you. Oh, Qu- like quite often I'll do people's makeup and it'll fall in their drinks. Maybe we should do that, you know, maybe we should have a cookery show with glitter. Couldn't you get edible glitter? Yeah, I could get edible glitter, why not? Well, you know, I mean, is that going to be done? Oh, no, it's biodegradable, isn't it? Well, most of the time it's actually made from sugar. Ah, I see, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is it, so you've obviously been running this business for a very, very long time. Uh, what would you be doing if you weren't doing this? glitter? Yeah. Um, so... I'm not sure because I guess it like in London it's so hard to get a creative job that you actually like. Um, I think I kind of built this. So glitter wouldn't have been my first choice controversially. I didn't really wear that much glitter when I first started. Um, but it take it, originally I was like this takes me to a lot of fun events and I can work and get paid for for going to fun events for free and get food and everything. Um, and also it was great because I could do it on the weekend. And then um, I wanted to learn how to run a company. So glitter seemed like something that I could, you know, scale and something that I could look at every day without getting bored of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of just ticked a lot of boxes for me. And um, it just means that I can work with a lot of people. It's kind of like, takes me to a lot of really cool stockists. Um, and it's it's exciting like you could do you, it's kind of like paint you know you could do a lot with it it's not like you know a shoe where it's going to be a shoe forever um, so listen where, where can people buy the glitter where can we follow your work okay so my instagram is um obviously disco dust london and um, there's also a facebook and the website um i am doing a few pop-ups over Christmas. I'm going to be at Spirit of Christmas at Olympia mm-hmm. in West London. And then um, I'm planning a pop-up with Harvey Nichols. Oh, wow. So, um, Are getting into the, the, the glitter market? Harvey Nichols, yeah. So we're already stocked in all Harvey Nichols stores. Whoa. Yeah, wow. which is really exciting news this year. That's one of my favourite stores in the world because when I was little, I used to go there with my mum. I did do a story about it. Recently, we went to the Leeds store, which we literally, like, as a day out on a weekend, me and my mum would go shopping there because it's, the, like, the closest, like, cool shop, you know, um, to York, where I grew up. I grew up in York. Um, and uh, we went there to see the product, and it was really cool. And then um, one of the girls was like, oh, my God, you own this company? And that, that, that feels really oh, special, amazing. you know? Yeah. And actually, it's kind of like, I didn't even think that... I did, I did a really special photo shoot like last year with um, Felicity Ingram, who's one of my favorite photographers, who B Sweet told me about actually. So B supported Disco Dust right from the beginning. So the like I kind of saved up for a long time and I was like, you know, I want to do a really special photo shoot that really captures everything about the brand that I can just save up for and be really proud of. Like, doesn't matter if I lose money, like I just want it. I just want to do it for myself. Um, and I know that if I do that, then at least I've created something magical even if it doesn't work out and I remember being on the photo shoot and B turning around because I was like okay so what do you think of this makeup look and she turned around and she was like well what do you think and I was like <laughs> what do I think like you're asking me and I was like oh my god yeah like I am the boss <laughs> wow you are the boss do you believe in magic uh, actual magic uh, I feel like the word magic 
could mean a lot of things, but I feel like I'm, I feel like I have a lot of like premonitions about stuff. Ooh, okay, so you know what's coming next. I don't know what's coming next, but I have feelings. You have the feelings, you have the, the urges that pull you into a direction. I've, I have magnetisms. Magnetisms, I love it. I mean, this is it. So obviously, you know, getting a little bit serious now, like um, businesses in the UK at the moment are obviously on high alert because of the whole Brexit stuff. Does that ever come into your, your, your thought analysis? Are you, are you preparing in any way for this? To be honest, um, most, of, most of my kind of supply chain is UK-based. Okay. So, I mean, I don't think it will do too much. And there's always ways around these things, you know? Like, um, you just have to find a new supplier and or bring out something new and exciting. I don't want to be a company that's, you know, one product forever. Like, I, I obviously get bored really quickly, so I'm always going to be bringing out new crazy stuff. And um, whether that means buying something from the UK or buying something from elsewhere, like, let's see what happens. I love it. So tell me, um, what is it you stand for? With Disco Dust? In life in general. In life in general. So I'd say my five main things is that um, everything should always be fun. If it's not fun, it's not worth doing. Um, obviously, you have to sometimes do things that you don't want to do to get to the fun bits. But I think that, um, you know, even in a serious job, you can still make it fun. It's always about people's attitude. Um, like people's attitude and the way they treat each other and kindness is so important. So with work, like my most important thing is that everyone there is happy. If they don't want to be there, I don't want them to be there, you know? Um, especially on photo shoots, because that's just how you get the best out of people. Like, if people want to be there, they're going to put everything into it, and it's going to be a special day, and that's what Disco Dust is all about, I'd say. And whether that means being mindful about, like, the planet or being mindful about each other, um, that's probably the, the biggest thing. You can't really be sad when you've got this much makeup on. Right? <laughs> this right. much glitter. The only person that will be sad right now is my dad. <laughs> the amount of glitter on my face. Sorry, Cam's dad. Yeah, it's okay. He, he, he'll, he'll get over maybe it. Maybe we should get him in here. Well, maybe we should. No, but you know what? It, it's, it's interesting because he was a filmmaker. You know, I'm a filmmaker. And, um, you know, throughout my whole life, I've always wanted to do something that I enjoy every day. Uh, and I think my mum said to me when I was younger, um, find a job you love and you'll never work another day in your life. My dad said that too. What is it about mums and dads? Well, they don't always fuck you up. <laughs> sometimes that they, you know, they, they inspire you to, to do bigger and better things. Shout out to mum and dad. Mum and dads are honestly. I am so oh. grateful. Do you know what though? Sometimes it can be opposite. So, shout out to all the people that have done it without them too. Yeah, damn right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But it takes a special type of person to to not blame anyone else like so yeah I, I don't think you know i think you know maybe you agree with me that it's, it's not my parents that have allowed me to follow what i love it's their example that i then took upon myself to say this is what i expect for myself and there's been many times where i've had to I mean, i've lied to my parents about what i do for a living like when i wasn't you know before i was really making videos full time i was i told them that i got this uh, this job in a catering company and I didn't. I mean, I went to the job interview. There was about 50 people in this room, all going to be these, like, temporary caterers or whatever. And for about six months, I just told them that that's what I was doing. But mm. so I was really just working for free and trying to get my portfolio up until suddenly I told them... You know, actually, it came out in a blog post that my personal... Um, my, I used to have a personal uh, coach that used to help me with my business and all sorts of stuff. And he wrote an article about me and tagged it on Facebook and my mum oh. looked at it and she was like, what do you mean you didn't actually work that job? 
I was like, oh no. Busted. Uh, and my dad then brought up with me and said, did you lie to us? I was like, uh, yeah. But I knew that you wouldn't have liked my answer anyway, you know. So they inspired me to kind of go and do my own work. But at the same time, like, you've got to have a lot of balls, right? Or, you know, guts or... Yeah, yeah there's always a risk in something. Yeah, definitely. And I, but I like to think that it will always work out. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, it's not the end. It's not the Cheesy end. Cheesy as it is. No, it really is. And, like, you know, we, we have the luxury of failing hard in, in especially in this UK and in this Western world where mm. we can actually go and make them some mistakes yeah. and not be, you know, yeah, we're not it's not gonna mess us up forever, right? Yeah, and at least you can say you did it. Yeah. And you know, there's always gonna be bar jobs, there's always gonna be retail jobs, there's always gonna be, you know, something, especially in the whole internet world now that we live in, there's always jobs you can get at the drop of a hat if you're ever in need you know especially living in a place like this like you've got so many people around you to collaborate and work with and uh you know i feel like it's almost impossible to be without um a job in somewhere surrounded by so many caring lovely people um and i think that's also what makes the warehouses really special yeah i mean i'm very new to the whole warehouse community and and you know, I went from being in the business world, wanting to, you know, work for, for big brands to deciding that actually what I really wanted to do was my own projects. So projects like this, you yeah. know, can talks, can blogs, the things that I really care about. And the only way I could do that was by physically getting out of, I mean, I was living in Richmond at the time, which is, oh, mm. I mean, you know, this area is completely different. Yeah. The people around this area are so much more friendly, compassionate. It's a little bit more stabby around this area. Um, oh, but the other side of the get, gate. Yeah, in Richmond, though, there's a lot of coked-up bankers driving around, so like you're more likely to probably die by that cause than, than around here. But the real point is is that, you know, you've got to be around the type of people that you want to be around. And, I, you know, a lot of my friends used to say to me, well, you are, like, the sum of the five people that you hang around with the most. And, you know, you can select those people. Like, you can decide that you're going to have influence from you know, mentors or, you know, colleagues or, you know, your partners, whoever. And as, as long as you know that they're the people that are helping support and you try mm. and achieve your dream, then you really don't need to look for any more acceptance. I mean, and yeah. parents will always be like, you know, worried, right? You know, I, I, um, I once got told this thing that you should never take advice from someone that you don't want to be like. Interesting. Mm. I do like that a lot. It makes a lot of sense, right? Because, you know, there's a lot of people with a lot of good advice, but unless you want to be like them, then that advice probably won't apply to you very much. Right. Which is weird, because in business world, you know, it's very ruthless, right? But actually, with your industry, uh, you know, caring and compassion go a real long way. Uh, and that's, it's just strange, really, because there's not a one-size-fits-all for every problem out there. Mm. And there's not a one-size-fits-all product for every person, mm. which I'm sure, um, you know, you have a lot of people in in this kind of space that really appreciate you coming and helping them out with certain things. And, and I know you do a lot of passion projects because, you know, I've seen you do them. And, and the fact that you're not trying to charge people, you know, huge amounts of money for something that makes such a big difference in their life, especially the projects, you know, the projects where mm. the filmmakers have no money, the photographers have no money. You know, the fact that you're willing to put yourself out there and say, look, guys, I'm happy to come and do this for you because, I, I mean, why? Like, what, 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 what makes, makes me do yeah, it? what makes you do it? I guess it's just because I know what it's like to be them. You know, when the shoe's on the other foot and people won't do things for free for me. Um, and also just because I, just because if I really like, like I'll do anything for my friends, you know? Like if they, you know, they're, if they're grateful, why not? Like if I've got time, 
it's better than sitting at home watching TV. <laughs> um, not that I do that anyway, but I just... I haven't seen a TV in your bedroom. No. <laughs> That's crazy, because I've got a very big TV here. Yeah, the very big TV. I've got a very big TV. I'm, I'm really obsessed with, with watching entertainment. I mean, well, and you know, when you're not out working, you're not out having fun, what do you do to relax? I'm obsessed with Pose. Have you seen Pose? No. Oh my God, it's Pose, P-O-S-E. So it's the new, um, it's the new series on. I think it's on BBC, Ooh. and it's about like Vogue dancers in the eighties, oh. and they all go to like the Vogue balls, and it's all about like the HIV crisis and, um, like the sad reality of it. Oh my God, it like, like I laugh and cry on oh. every episode. It's just incredible. What on BBC? I think it's on BBC iPlayer. iPlayer. Okay, but I'm now sure. I'm like obsessed with voguing, so now I'm like wanna be a dancer. Strike so pose. Strike a pose. So um yeah, so I'm doing hopefully more work with the Crack Park, which is like a performance yeah, group. Yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, I mean work is fun, you know. <laughs> so I'm constantly working. Um or if if I'm out I don't know what Usually, I, I mean, in the summer, I'm just at festivals all the time. Um, in the winter, then, like, do you just like hibernate? It's like going to your in the winter, it's Christmas parties. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's constant. Oh it's a Santa. <laughs> it goes from summer to Halloween to Christmas. Like, I'm working on Halloween and Christmas at the moment, so. Really? Well, so you, so you have to prepare months in advance. Mm, and then in January, I'm planning to go to India for a few weeks with my mum and dad. Fantastic. So there is so, a bit of time where you can just mm, relax So India's super special. It's really, like, I feel like when I get there, it's so hot that you just have to relax. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of, like, yoga and, like, healthy food and just refueling. Amazing. So, I mean, do you eat a fiend diet? Yeah, so um, I try to be vegan as much as I can. If it's, like, you know, if it's going to put someone out, then I'll eat veggie. Um, but if I'm going to sh supermarket shopping, generally I'll, I'll eat vegan. Um, Do you have a cheat day, though? Do you have a, like, obviously you eat a lot of sweets? So like, I mean, it kind of depends. Like, if I'm down... Mackies? Like, like, meat. Mackie do. I, I have chips and stuff in there, but I wouldn't have the meat. Yeah, I wouldn't have any meat. Um, but they have loads of other stuff. Like Yeah, I reckon one day McDonald's is going to have a lot more vegan food. I think so. I don't know why they haven't already. I think someone... I love the vegan Greg's sausage oh. roll, though. You know what? Greg's have doubled their profit because of that sausage roll. I'm not surprised. Why isn't anyone else doing it? Unbelievable, isn't it? A vegan sausage roll. I'm, I'm like, I'm in the wrong job. But anyway, so um, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on Cam Talks, episode number two. Thank you so much. Nikki. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, look, we'll have to get you back at some point again in yeah. the future when you've got some more products, when you've got some more sweets for me. I've got some more sunglasses. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to having <laughs> you collect these over the years. You know. Actually, shout outs to Tanya and Jake from Hot Futures Sunglasses. They have the coolest sunglasses ever, and I'm waiting till they bring out some neon green ones. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> well, shout out to them lot. And yeah. thank you ever so much for, for coming on. Thanks, thanks for having me. All right, we'll cut there. Peace out. Woo! Peace out, motherfuckers. <laughs>